blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we are wrapping up the Quado Finals. That's right, our quarterfinals in our 2022 tournament. So let's meet these two contestants. Our first contendant. Plans to be popping and locking his way into the semifinals. He'll mamba, samba, and salsa to the right answers, all while jitterbugging into your heart. It's dancing, Dan Lundberg. Dan, say hi and uh, remind everybody a little bit about yourself. I was wondering where you were going with that. I didn't even know who you were talking about <laughs> until <laughs> until dancing came along, mm-hmm. and you know, and then I was like, well, obviously it's me because I'm dancing. Um. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm the dude abides. I've uh, I'm a bench warmer from the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. I'm one of nine of them, so you might catch me every like sixth episode or something like that. Um, I'm a, a board game designer. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Hanging out, looking forward to playing against a good friend of mine. So let's uh, let's let's get this going. Well, that's fantastic. Well, you're a good friend. He only knows one type of dance. And it's the sexy male review. He's not from Chippendales. He's not from Thunder Down Under. But he is Magic Mike Turner. Magic Mike, please say hi and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Oh, if I had a dime for every time I've been compared to Channing Tatum, I would I would have a dime. <laughs> um, yeah, just still, still directing television, still trying to get by in this crazy world of ours. And... Like like Dan said, this is um this is a, a very a very fun showdown for us. Um, someone I chat with, if if not daily, at least on a weekly basis, and yeah, just an incredible trivia mind. So this this is gonna be a lot of fun. Yes, it will. And you know what's always a lot of fun? The rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that we know our rules, I want to get to know Michael and Dan just a little bit better. And I, you know, you guys had to be Simpsons fans. I know I was. I know John is. I want to know who is your favorite Simpsons side character? Wow. Right? This is, this is an entire universe. It's, a, it's massive. And I, I don't think I have an answer off the top of my head, but I'm just going to pick my favorite of whoever you guys choose. Uh, 
I will go Sideshow wow. Bob. Mm. I think Kelsey Grammer always killed it in that role. Yeah. Wow, that's hard. Um, <laughs> I think I've. I think it's got to be. Uh, you might remember me from such dates as last night, Troy McClure. <laughs> I'm gonna say, after Michael said uh, sideshow Bob, I was really like, only there's only about five characters that would beat him, and it's anyone that Phil Hartman did, and that right. was gonna be literally that was gonna be it. If you don't say a Phil Hartman answer, you're not gonna get it, but you did, <laughs> and so that means Dan is going to go first. I'll take movies, please. Okay. And we're starting off in the 60s. All right. And we're going to start off with an explain a film plot badly. So I will give you a year and a bad description of a movie. I need you to name that movie. 1964. A bullied mammal with birth defects realizes people are only nice to you when they need something. Yikes. Ugh. A bullied. Say that again, please. A bullied mammal with birth defects realizes people are only nice to you when they need something. <sighs> um, mammal, you say? That's a that's a real that's a real keyword there. With birth defects, and Michael knows this, so I don't want to give this to him right away. Oh man! Ah. Oh. 64 isn't jumping out at me either. Why did I take movies? <laughs> um, thought I would be coy and take Michael's uh, right. thing from him, and now he's going to get points for it. Um, I don't think I've got it. Um, let's say it's one of the iterations of King Kong. King Kong is incorrect. Michael, can you steal? Uh, would you consider big flappy ears to be birth defects? I believe this is Dumbo. Dumbo is one of the movies that that explanation can refer to, but it did not come out in 64. That one came out in 1941. Uh, John, do you know the answer to this one? I was going to say Dumbo as well, so I I got nothing. Uh, uh, Now, I didn't in my explanation mention anything of this other plot, which was, I want to be a dentist. Do you guys know that one? Of the oh, uh, elf who uh, wants to be it. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed oh, Reindeer okay. is the one, the 64 film that I was talking about. Okay. Oh. But that's that's a good guess. Dumbo, it totally could have fit with Dumbo, but that was 23 years earlier. All gotcha. right. All right, Michael, we're on to you. Uh, music. Music. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. We've got a question from Simon Hood. Stephanie Germanotta held all the cards when she released what song, the best-selling single worldwide in 2009? Pop-pop-pop-poker face, pop-pop-poker face. With that horrendous rendition, it is correct, <laughs> though. Poker face. I've got a lead on Dan. We can quit now. <laughs> right. Oh, we've got uh, some connectivity issues. We're just going to have to call the game. All right. All right. <laughs> Dan. Oh, wait, you're still on the line. All right, okay. good luck, Mike. <laughs> cheering for you. Uh, Dan, what category would you like? Um, I should have picked that already, shouldn't I? Um, let's go Let's go TV. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. All right. Question from Ian Schultze. 
1989, Tom Bosley of Happy Days fame took the titular role of a priest in what TV show that aired for three seasons? The show co-starred Tracy Nelson as a streetwise nun who knew how to pick locks and hotwire cars. It's uh, Father Dowling Mysteries. That is Father Dowling Mysteries. I believe it was created by the same people who created uh, Murder, She Wrote's. Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. That would make <laughs> a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. So. All right, Michael, we're back to you. I think we'll go with a nice spot of literature. 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 <laughs> and your decade is the 2000s. Okay. Another question from Simon Hood. Which Robert Kirkman comic released its first issue in October 2003? It opened with a small town sheriff being shot and waking up to, to a different world, possibly around 28 days later. Uh, I believe that would be The Walking Dead. It is The Walking Dead. We're moving along, moving well. Mr. Lumberg, what would you like? News and politics, please. And your decade is the 60s. Another question from Ian Schultze. It's this entire game, apparently, <laughs> by Simon Hood and Ian Schultze. Uh, on June 8th, 1968, who was arrested in Heathrow Airport while using a forged Canadian passport? Two months prior, he killed a famous civil rights activist in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, I can't think of his name. <laughs> um, oh, for crying out loud. That one's, that's one, that one's in there. Um, <laughs> ah. <laughs> I feel like uh, like Scott Barber right now. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I'm willing it to you. Yeah, you are. I'm sure you are. Oh, what is what was his name? Um, oh, James Earl Ray. There you go. James <laughs> Earl Ray <laughs> is correct. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Let's go food. All right. And your decade is the 90s. What company that produces blended fruit and vegetable extract, smoothies, and similar products was founded in San Luis Obispo, California in 1990? The company currently has more than 800 locations worldwide. Say Jamba Juice? Jamba Juice is correct. All right. Dan, we're back to you. Toys and games, please. Toys and games, or just a bunch of crazy toys and games. And your decade is the 50s. This iconic modeling clay was originally invented in Cincinnati as a coal soot remover. In 1956, thankfully, they found more creative uses for it. It's, uh, I'm pretty sure that, what, what, say that again, please. This iconic modeling clay was originally invented in Cincinnati as a coal soot remover. In okay. 1956, thankfully, they found more creative uses for it. Yeah, I okay. It was the coal soot remover that threw me off. I mean, it was it was like a it, it's to take stuff off of wallpaper. Um, but um, Play-Doh. Play-Doh is correct. Right. All right. Moving back to Magic Mike. We have slang, fashion, and what? Sports. Sports. Oh God. Well. I certainly don't want to give dance board, so I guess I better take it. <laughs> For the best. And we are staying in the 50s. Oh, God. In 1957, 
Cleveland drafted what Syracuse University running back who had set every major NFL rushing record during his nine-year career and gained the status of possibly the greatest football player of all time? Jim Brown. Jim Brown is correct. Dan, what are you wanting? You wanting fashion or you wanting slang? Yes, please. (laughs) I shouldn't have let the sports question go that long. Um, That was dumb. Um, Slang? (laughs) He says hesitantly. (laughs) Your decade is the 80s. Okay. We have got another question from Simon Hood. In the 80s, if someone told you they were about to deliver a pavement pizza... What were they about to do? Pavement pizza? Mm, delicious. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> they're uh they're going to to blow chunks, Ralph. Blow chunks, Ralph, <laughs> vomit, throw up. Exactly any of that is accepted. <laughs> All, right. All right, that leaves fashion for Mike. And we finally have a 70s question. Okay. Popular in the early 70s, what fashion and music style involved musicians who who wore outrageous costumes, makeup, and hairstyles, particularly platform shoes and glitter? Platform shoes and glitter. Uh, All I can think is disco. I I know that's not it. Disco's dead, Michael. Everyone knows that. That is incorrect. Dan, can you steal? Probably not. Um, Read it again, please. Popular in the early 70s, what fashion and music style involved musicians who wore outrageous costumes, makeup, and hairstyles, particularly platform shoes and glitter? I didn't hear the music part in the first time. I think this is glam. Glam or glam rock is what I'm looking for. Gotcha. All right, that is the end of round one. John, where do we stand on our scores? All right, well, Dancing Dan has got a slight lead with 50 to Magic Mike's 40. All right, quite a close game, other than my entrapping question of (laughs) Rudolph, which I totally get. I asked multiple people that question beforehand, and they all went (laughs) Dumbo uh, beforehand, so I totally get it. All right. thought Dumbo, but... I knew that was the 40s, so that one just didn't make any sense. So, yeah. All right. As Dan went first in round one, that means, Michael, you get a pick for Dan to start off in round two. Oh, absolutely fashion. Look at that man. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Your decade is the 2000s. The Wings haircut was a popular hairstyle used in the skateboarding, surfer, mod, and preppy communities. In the mid to late 2000s, it gained popularity due to what pop star who was just a baby, baby, baby? Gotta be Justin Bieber. It does have to Thank be. Thank you for the music Bieber. question. All right. <laughs> He's, he was well known for that haircut back in the day. Oh, my goodness. All right. Mr. Turner, what would you like? Oh, it's Dan's picking for me. That's what I meant. Well, what, what do you <laughs> want Dan to pick for you? And then Dan, you pick. That's exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking it's going to go slang. <laughs> okay, we're perfect reverse. And your decade is also the 2000s. All right. What slang expression is usually used when someone proves that they are better than someone else? There is a 2004 dance film with this phrase as its title. <laughs> 
2004 dates. Uh, you got served. That's uh, so I can think of. You got served is correct. Okay. Nice. All right. Nice job. That's that hit me right when you said it too. Yeah. Yep. All right, now, Michael. Now you are picking for Dan. All right. Um, I don't think we're going to do the exact backwards because that would mean we'd be giving him sports. <laughs> no, right so we're, we're not doing that. Um, food. Food, okay. Your decade is the 50s. Okay. What fried chicken chain was founded on April 17th, 1952 in San Antonio, Texas, across the, tree, across the street from the Alamo? I guess for some people... Fried food is religion. Say that again, please. What fried chicken chain was founded on April 17th, 1952 in San Antonio, Texas, across the street from the Alamo? I guess for some people, fried food is a religion. Oh, okay. Churches. Churches chicken. (laughs) Churches chicken. Goodness. Churches chicken is correct. Uh, The founder was named George Church. Uh, not nothing to do with religion, but for me, fried chicken, yeah, is religion. It's religion, absolutely. <laughs> See, church's chicken is like fifth on my list of ones that I think of. I mean, I, I like it, but it's just I'm, I'm not thinking about church's chicken. So, what do you, which ones? What do you think about? Like, maybe we should do a, you know instead of the uh, favorite Simpson side character. What is your favorite fried favorite chicken? Bojangles. That's correct. Ah, yeah, some people love the Bojangles. That is love correct. The, the, uh, the second this this recording ends is where I will be going. <laughs> okay. All right, Dan, you are picking for Mike. Okay. How about um? Yeah, now they're all sports. Oh. Okay. Decade is the nineties. Name this fifteen-time All-Star outfielder. Uh, who had the highest batting average of any player during the decade of the 90s. He played his entire career for the San Diego Padres and and was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2007. Tony Gwynn? Tony Gwynn is correct. It is Tony Gwynn. I think you sports is really paying off for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, What do you want to give to Dan? Hmm. News and politics. And your decade is the 70s. The tree of Tenere was once considered the most isolated tree on Earth, being the only one for over 400 kilometers. That is, until 1973, when it was hit by a car, killing the tree. It was located in the Tenere region of the Sahara Desert in what country? I've heard of this tree. Um... Oh, man. Read it one more time, please. Of course. The tree of Tenere was once considered the most isolated tree on Earth, being the only one for over 400 kilometers. That is until 1973 when it was hit by a car killing the tree. It is located in the Tenere region of the Sahara Desert in what country? Okay. I don't want to talk it out too much. I'm, I'm over in like a certain region with like a couple different uh i think i think it's niger niger is correct good poll good job all right dan what do you want to give to michael 
Go literature. Okay, literature. Nobody wants to say it properly in this game. <laughs> I'm not going to indulge you, Adam. <laughs> oh, God. Bunch of John fans over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your decade is the 50s. Okay. What novel by Boris Pasternak was first published in 1957? The novel is named after its protagonist, a poet and physician, and takes place between the Russian Revolution of 1905 and World War II. Pasternak is an automatic for Dr. Zhivago. That is correct, Dr. Zhivago. Now, Michael, do you want to give Dan Toys and Games, which we know he is strong <laughs> at because he is a board game maker, uh, TV, music, or movies? Mm. Honestly, I'm going to give him Toys and Games just because I don't think that I have an in there. So Okay. And your decade is the 60s. Okay, and we have a question from Jackie LaFave. In what game, released in 1968, would kids launch their game piece into a circular concave arena using a winding string and pull tab? The object of the game was to be the last one spinning, and it was first manufactured by Ideal in 1968, renamed in 77, and out of production by the late 80s. I need to hear that again, please. Sure. In what game, released in 1968, would kids launch their game piece into a circular concave arena using a winding string and a pull tab? The object of the game was to be the last one spinning. It was first manufactured by Ideal in 68, renamed in 77, and out of production in the late 80s. I can see, I can, I can see what you're describing. Um, oh, man, okay. So you said concave? Into a circular concave arena. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I, I can see this. I don't know what it's called. Um, okay, so, Michael, if you know this, if you know this off the top of your head, then I'm going to be happy for you because I'm not going to give you anything because I, I have an idea of what it is, but I have no idea what it's called. So I'm just sure. going to say I'm, I'm out. All right. I'm out. Incorrect. Michael, can you steal? Absolutely not. I'll uh, for S's and G's. I'll say uh, Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> Launchpad McQuack is a fantastic name, but yes, incorrect. No, this one was simply called Battling Tops, or it does was renamed to Battling Spaceships. But I would have taken either of those. I, I could see it. I, yeah. I just there, I couldn't come up with that. Fair. All right, Dan, you are picking for Michael. Oh. Well, <laughs> there's no real good answer here, so let's go TV. Okay, for the TV director. Sure. Decade is the 2000s. Another question by Simon Hood. I'm slowly getting through all of Simon's questions. Appreciate all of them that he had sent. Absolutely. Which TV show that ran for seven seasons aired its final episode in 2003? Two long-running characters... Anya and Spike died in the final episode, which also saw the title character's hometown and the Hellmouth below it destroyed. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is correct. We are... We've only got movies and music left, and which one do you want to give to Dan? I think I have a guess. I will give Daniel the chance to redeem himself with movies. Oh, I was not going to guess that. Okay. Love it. Redemption. Well, I hope he knows his 50s movies. Okay. What 1956 film 
was the last to be directed by Cecil B. DeMille. It's a remake from DeMille's own 1923 version. This epic film runs three hours and 40 minutes and was filmed on location at Mount Sinai, Egypt. It was filmed at Mount Sinai, you said? That is what I said. Okay, then it's... uh... I'm going to guess it's Ten Commandments, then. The Ten Commandments is correct, and the obvious hint. All right, and that leaves music for... Give him music. Okay, okay, thank you, Dan. (laughs) Thanks, bud. (laughs) Just for you, man. Appreciate it. We're staying in the 50s. Oh, God. All right. She became more well-known for the movie Pillow Talk with Rock Hudson... But what singer and actress had massive hits in the 50s, such as A Guy is a Guy, Secret Love, and K Sera Sera, whatever will be, will be? Double D, Doris Day. The old double D, Doris Day is correct. All right, that is the end of round two. John, we need a score update. Well, Adam, we got a barn burner on our hands. Uh, get out your dancing shoes, because both Dancing Dan and Mike, Magic Mike got 90. 92-90. Y'all mentioned you share a brain earlier. <laughs> uh, this has turned into a heck of a game. I will throw it out there. We have not had a tie game yet uh, in this <laughs> tournament, and we are ready for it. Uh, but I'm excited. You guys have to pick your categories. Um, let's say it doesn't matter who goes first. Since Dan got to pick first before, we'll have Michael, you get to pick first on this category. What, what category do you want in? Ah, again, uh, same thing with my game with Megan. I'm two for two on music, so we're going music. Okay. You're also two for two on sports. <laughs> <laughs> Which Dan very well may choose. Uh, the decade will be the 80s. Okay. okay. And Dan, what category do you want to join in with 80s music? Yeah, sports. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was I was thinking toys and games for a long time on that one right. and it's just turned it yeah uh the decade will also be the 80s all right so that means dan and michael you need to p- write down your wagers based on 80s music and 80s sports one second i'm gonna find a pen <laughs> yeah you can't you can message me if separately if you want and i can do okay. it that way yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do that I just yeah, don't I know if do I trust that. you Hold guys. On. You guys aren't very trustworthy. <laughs> All right. Wagers are our wagers are in. We're going to start off in 80s music. We have a question from Vernon Heggy. Thank you, Vernon. What was the name of the animated feline who appeared with Paula Abdul in the video for her song Opposites Attract? In 1989. And our 80s sports question is a question from Brian McClure. Thank you, Brian. Not Troy. Brian McClure. <laughs> in 1986, who won the Tour de France, his first of three, and the only American to officially win the Tour? While our contestants are thinking about their answers... I am here to tell you guys, check out BFOPnetwork.com. That's BFOPnetwork.com for all your nostalgic podcasting needs. And uh, yeah, if you guys have a podcast out there and you want to thinking about nostalgic stuff, we're actually talking about trying to get some more people on there. So if you have an awesome podcast, let us know. Um, but besides that, chicks, check it out. We've got awesome shows on there. 
John and I host quite a few of them. Hmm? Probably too many. Probably too <laughs> many. I spend way too much time podcasting. All right, gentlemen, do you need any other questions reread or uh, I, I want you to read the music one one more time just so I make sure that I have this right. Okay. What was the name of the animated feline who appeared with Paula Abdul in the video for her song Opposites Attract in 1989? Okay. I'm good. All right, Mr. Turner. All set. All set. Okay. All right, we are going to start off with Mr. Turner. What were your answers to our 80s music and our 80s sports question? Uh, I, I I can't get the parody from Family Guy out of my head. He said, two steps forward, I'll take two steps back. We get together because I'm dressed like a cat. It's MC Scat Cat. And the sports writer is Greg LeMond. All right. And Mr. Lumberg, what were your answers? So I had DJ Scat Cat written down <laughs> before I went back and went, oh, no, that's not right. <laughs> it's it's MC Scat Cat. And the writer is Greg LeMond. So uh, this should be fun. This will be All fun. Right. I really Come hope on. you did what I hope you did. I think I did. <laughs> and we need to find out our wagers. Mr. Turner, what did you wager? Both of you guys getting both of the answers are correct. Yes, MC Scat Cat is the cat, and Greg LeMond is the bicyclist. Uh, Turner, what did you wager? Things you should know about me is I typically in trivia competitions, I'm sort of, my weakness is that I don't know how to bet. In, in this instance, that was that was not an option because I knew that I was the severe underdog. I knew I was going to lose going into this game. So I said, no matter what happens in the end, I'm betting it all. And Mr. Lumberg, what did you wager? There was no other option um, tied going in. So I wagered everything. All right, John, what is our score? We got a tie. It's 180 to 180. It has happened. Ladies and gentlemen, we are tied 180 to 180 going into the final round, which means we're going to have a tiebreaker question to determine who gets in to our semifinals. I am going to just triple check the correct answer here so I know I am not wrong. And we will be asking this question. Okay. All right. I am confident in my answer here. All right, gentlemen. What, how we are going to be doing this is we are going to have a numbered style question. Whoever gets closer to the number will officially win. So you guys are going to have to write down this number and send it to me. I think that'll be the best way to do it. Sure. How many total books have been published in the Goosebumps Kids Horror Series and subsequent spinoffs that began publishing, publishing back in 1992? So I'm going to need a number and I'm going to pull up my calculator. Two steps forward. It sticks in the head. Good song. <sighs> Taking a shot. Dan, regardless of how this goes, great game. Great game, brother. Man. Yeah, and I, I we knew that it was going to come down to this, right? I mean, well, maybe not come down to a final thing like this, but we knew it was going to come down to a good game, at least. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. All right. I'm going to send something in. Maybe I am. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Okay. All right, gentlemen. 
We need to know your answers. Uh, Mr. Turner, what were your answers to how many total books were published in the Goosebump series? I just made up a number and I said 230. And Mr. Lumberg, what did you say? I knew it was going to be just a terribly high number. So I went all the way up to 200 and said, you know what? I better go a little bit higher than that just in case Michael goes 200. So I went to 10, but you went higher than that. So if, uh, if it's higher than that, then hey, good job. All right. The correct answer for the total number of books, 200 and 40, 240 Goosebump books. <laughs> Woo! That means with the tiebreaker winner, Mr. Michael Turner has taken down Dan Lumberg. Oh, my goodness. I when when he put his number and I was praying I was like Dan put in two fifty put in two thirty or two fifty like I want this to go to a second tiebreaker that would have right. been awesome. But oh my goodness! Heck Good job, Mike. <laughs> Seriously, this is an incredible game, Mike. Never, never saw this coming. Did y'all miss anything besides that first question? Uh, yes, we missed the tumbling at- tops. Oh, tumbling! Yes, that's right. The battling tops. That's right. That's See, I right. didn't even get it now. Yeah, you, you told me the answer, and I didn't even get it now. Wow. All right. Heck of a game, gentlemen. This is a very exciting one. Uh, Michael, you will get to continue, and you will be taking on Jeremy Goodson in awesome. our semifinals. Very, awesome. Two very tough contenders there. Dan, this is the end of your run. Please say anything you want to say. <laughs> I'm going to, in in my time to say anything I want to say, I want to say, Michael, great job keep going um if there's anybody else in this thing that i want to win it's you and i want you to beat uh eric ead so <laughs> make it out to that and uh, and beat him um if i can't win then having a good friend do it i can't think of a better way of doing it so keep it up buddy um can't wait to see how you do as we go along um just remember the uh, bench warmers trivia podcast um if you uh, like if you like sports um we we do a lot of it a lot of sports. So uh, check us out. We're everywhere. Yep. It's a fantastic podcast. Thank you, two gentlemen. This was one heck of a game for John. I'm Adam. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. La la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.